0: You're listening to a podcast from 702. 702. Comment. By John Robbie. Somebody sent me a very interesting article. It's in a publication called Scroll.in. I have no idea what it is, but it's about two Indian students who were educated in America and they were investment bankers, successful investment bankers. Then they returned to India with a vague idea that they could be of use to the country. And they decided one evening to try to understand the average Indian life, the life of an Indian living on an average income. And they calculated that at about 4,500 rupees a month. 150 rupees a day rent in a tiny apartment was a third of that so they had 100 rupees per day and it was very very tough and a large part was planning and organizing food eating out was out of the question things like milk and yogurt were luxuries meat was out of bounds soy nuggets were the wonder food because they're high on protein banana and cheap biscuits were also utilized travel was a real issue too uh, so the circle of their their lives became much smaller and um, lots of anger they, 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 you know, they encountered lots of anger, and they could only travel five k's by bus. The rest they had to walk. Electricity was a luxury, and so was soap. Believe it or not, but they survived living as average Indians. And then what they did was they decided to see if they could live in the poverty. Area On the poverty line. And in rural areas, that was calculated as 26 rupees per day. So they moved over to one of their ancestral villages. A balanced diet was impossible. They lived on rice, a tuba, a banana and black tea. The whole day was spent thinking about food. They walked everywhere. They couldn't afford communication and fear of sickness was ever present. And they called the experience of poverty harrowing. It sounds terrifying. And then they went back to normal life and they found they had changed. The luxuries that they enjoyed made them feel guilty. They questioned their lifestyle and they realized that poverty made them even angrier. And of course, reading this, there are parallels with South Africa. The poverty and inequality and the anger we're experiencing at the moment. And the question of course is how do you deal with it? I don't know the answer, but I agree with their conclusion that empathy is essential for democracy. And I suppose the question is, do we have enough? Enough here.